Good evening from Northern California. Well, it's day seven of the 50 women artists in 50 days. And today, I didn't catch up. I didn't do my still life from Clara Peters yesterday. And we're on to Judith Leister today. But just a little bit about what happened today. I finished a painting today, basically. Well, as finished as I'm going to get it for now. I'm letting it go. But I didn't realize that I had been viewing the painting. I was frustrated with this painting. I kept figuring. I kept turning it around and looking at the different sections. That's what I do at the end of a piece. I look at, I try to block out each quadrant and see if the f top top left quadrant is working, then the right, then the left, then the for the bottom. You know, just for look at four different sections. Sometimes I look at it in sixths, depending on how big the painting is. Um, this is the finishing stage for this piece, and so. I kept, I kept looking at this. I took it outside. I photographed it out there. I painted a little bit on it out there because I found I really didn't like this one section. So I took the paint palette out there and fixed that. And, oh, God, it made me have a headache today. I took a long nap. I think I was up at 2.30 this morning. Not really sure why, and never went back to sleep, so I needed some more rest. So after, that's probably part of my frustration with trying not trying to figure this painting out at the end. Was I was also tired. Anyway, I woke up and I was looking at it on my Instagram again and turning it around like I do. It's really good about taking photographs of my work in between stages so I can see what's going on and get away from it and then see it again. And anyway, long story short here is that I realized I was like, you know what? This isn't the orientation I was thinking that it would end up in. So I turned it back around to the right orientation and it worked better for me that way. Um, it doesn't have to work exactly perfect in every direction. But it's pretty damn close to it in my mind when I look at it all four different directions and the four different quadrants. So, oh, God, it was a day of that. It was a day of mind, if you will. My mind just, like, working on it. Because I'm like, I'm not going to paint this painting over and over and over and over and over and over and over again just because, you know, it's like, wow, it has to finish. And it's finished, I really believe, tonight, when I look at it in the right orientation. Um, and it's in the upside down. It's in the wrong orientation on Instagram and on my Facebook right now, but I don't give a rat. <laughs> oh, God, I'm just glad I understood it. I'm glad I figured it out at the end here. Jesus. Sometimes it just really takes a long time to finish a work, and this one has been completely mind-boggling for me. I thought it was done several different times over the last couple of years, and 
even had it sold at one point and then I wanted to finish. I didn't feel I was finished and then the buyer the buyer reneged on the sale and bought something else instead. And I thought, okay, well so I let that piece just sit for a long time and then I kept looking at it and kept looking at it. I'm like, I'm not happy with it. So this is what happens. This is what you have to do as an artist. You have to live with your work for a while. And some people don't understand that. Some people want to buy something from you right away and think it's done. And then it's out in the world and you have no control over it. And for me, I have a level of integrity. I know that sounds really fucking arrogant, but you know what? It is arrogant. It's my work. It's like somebody cutting hair, you know. They want the person to leave the, the hairstyling place looking half decent because that's their freaking cut on their head right that's their signature yeah and if something's gonna leave my studio <laughs> I have to be somewhat either know I'm know I'm done with it or just I don't have to totally always be happy with it but I know I'm done with the painting you know done with it like um feeling like there's nothing more for me to say in it Boy, do I feel like that in this one. It's like, I am so done with this painting now. Um, so yeah, it's done. I'm going to let it dry. I'm going to put it aside. I'm not going to look at it for a while, and then I'll turn it around again and look at it again, maybe in a few weeks, just to see. I'm not going to touch it, though. I'm just, just decide I'm not going to work on it. This is like where this piece is, where this piece ended. You know, today when I was going to go on about a painting, I'm supposed to do my reading, but you know, I was looking at, as I was moving it around today, I was looking at some of the other pieces that are in similar format. I mean, they're smaller paintings, but they're in the same with the lines. And, and I thought, oh, I could go in there and paint that. I think I should darken that. And I mean, I could paint over every single one of my paintings. Seriously, especially when I'm moving in, when I'm working on one and I move it to another stage, what I feel is another level of my work, and then I look at an older piece, I'm like, well, that one really could be painted more. Well, yeah, so could all of them. <laughs> yes, and, and I really, I, that's what made me crazy today, was I kept painting this one, and then I kept looking at others and going, well, I could paint that one too, and I could paint that one, and I need to paint that one. And then it was just like, stop, stop. I have to tell myself to fucking stop. Excuse my expression. This is not going to be a great cast, but whatever. It is what my process is, you know. <sighs> sort of feeling cranky about it. You know, I was, and I was just like headachy. And of course, I was tired, so I went and slept. Now I'm like, oh yeah, well, it's in the wrong orientation, for one. <laughs> oh, I need to step outside, it's hot in here for some reason. So, if I can read out here on my porch, let's see if there's enough light. Mm. It's amazing that I can, I feel hot today, but it's not like really hot. Okay. So 50 women artists today, we're talking about... So I didn't do my still life, and I'm not going to do Judith Leister because I'm not ready to do them. I had a really grueling day painting my other painting. I was like, you know what, I'll have to catch up maybe tomorrow on this. We'll see how I feel. 
For number seven, Judith Leister, L-E-Y-S-T-E-R. It's a colorful array of characters seem to enjoy life to the full in the paintings of Judith Leister. Though very successful during her lifetime, she was later forgotten. And her paintings often attributed to Franz Hals. Oh my God, really? Jesus. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I read about these women, I've got to give them credit, you know, for doing anything at all. I feel like that a little bit today. I, I missed an opening tonight I should have been at with a friend. A friend that used to stare, share my studio space because I slept through it. Because I was so fucking tired. And um, anyway, you know, he's making it great. He's got a solo show up and he's doing all these things. And and I'm like floundering, whatever. Ugh. I'll have to go and see his work and then I'll have to go to the artist's talk he's gonna give in another maybe few weeks. Okay, here's the reading. She was born in 1609 in Harlem, the Netherlands. And then she died in 1660. Wait, let me make sure I'm seeing this right. I probably should go under the right light. My porch light isn't all that bright. Oh yeah, 1660, she dies in Hampstead. Hampstead. When I was in the Netherlands, I stayed with some friends that were in Hirga. <laughs> forever to learn how to say that. Hey, <laughs> There's my mail. Let's go inside because I can't, I can't focus out here to do this reading. So now this cast is going to be super long with my rant in the beginning and, and me not being able to figure out where I'm reading. Can you tell I'm a little antsy? Whatever. And I'm crampy. I'm crabby. It's time to have a little something to eat, I think. Okay. Let me finish this up and then I'll post it. There are numerous women with artistic experience who are famous to this day and whose work stands up favorably, favorably to comparison with that of men. Among them, however, it is above all... Among them, however, it is above all Judith Leister, whose name is mentioned with great respect... She really was a lodestar in the art world. That was how Theodorus, Theodorus Shrivelius described the painter Judith Leister in 1647 in his book about the city of Harlem. She was born there in 1609 as the youngest of eight children of a man who was both a cloth maker and a brewery owner. Looking at Leister's pictures, it is easy to imagine how she, the daughter of a brewery owner, must have watched the merry feasting in the inns, recording the moment as a true-to-life portrayal in her cheerful genre pictures. Slightly tipsy, slightly tipsy journeymen toast each other, singing a song to the sounds of lute and fiddle and flirting with the girls. She also liked to paint children, as can be seen in Boy Playing the Flute of around 
1635. As we can clearly see the painting, as we can clearly see in the painting, the concert, despite all the movement, the gestures and expressions of the figures are not random, but rather are consciously and lovingly executed. The musician looks cheekily out of the picture and holds the long neck of the lute so pointedly towards the viewer that it adds depth to the composition. The faces are individual in the faces are individually and emotionally portrayed, but are quite lacking in coarse features. The figures emerge from dark monochrome. I, I would say that should be monochromatic, but let's see. The figures emerge from dark monochrome backgrounds. That's all right. And are often illuminated by candlelight. In her self-portrait of circa 1630, Leicester presents herself to posterity as a self-confident woman whose cheerful gaze draws the viewer's attention to the picture of the musicians at which she points with her paintbrush. In fact, she seems to have been a courageous woman. At the age of 24, she was the first woman artist to apply for admission to the Guild of St. Luke, opening her own studio directly beside the marketplace, despite the fierce competition. Business was good. She was able to afford to take on two apprentices and was even mentioned in a book on Harlem, Samuel Van Amzings, Amp, Ampsings, A M P Z I N G S, G apostrophe S, Samuel Van Ampsings, description and praise of the city of Harlem. It is assumed that Leicester studied for three years under Pieter de Greve, a, a painter of historical pictures and portraits, before she started to work in the studio of the famous master of the Harlem school, Franz Halls. Now, I know I'm pretty familiar with Halls' work. Her early paintings are strongly influenced by him, but also by his younger brother, Dick, Dirk Halls, who is famous for his high-spirited genre paintings. It is thought that it was in the studio of Franz Halls that Leicester met the painter Jean Mains Molinaire, who whom she married in 1636 and with whom she then moved to Amsterdam. From this point, she seems to have supported more actively her husband in the family studio as well as their joint art dealer business. Most of the paintings attributed to her today were produced before her marriage. <laughs> Sorry, chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. After her death in 1660, she was almost entirely forgotten despite the remarkable success she enjoyed during her lifetime. How, how hopeful is that? <laughs> In 1660, she was almost entirely forgotten. Many of her works were thought to have been lost or were initially attributed to Franz Halls until 1893. Wow, 220 years later. That's amazing. When the Louvre discovered Leicester's monogram, under the master's signature. Thus, she was gradually given the attention she deserves. And then they have pictures of 
the concert. Then the next page is the Jolly Topper and Boy playing his the flute, which I kind of like, this red beret. So that is today's artist, Judith Leister, Day 7, women, 50 women artists in 50 days. And next tomorrow shall be number eight, Elisabetta Serrani, another Italiano. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm sorry I ranted, but I really did need to talk about that because it so took up my space today in my brain. It was just, yeah, whatever. Okay, thanks for listening. Onward to the next one. Take good care.